up, my father would maybe be watching something that inspired patriotism to America. And he'd randomly have a moment where he would yell over to me, as, le- as Latino parents do, and he would say, girl, sometimes I'll admit I tried to pretend that I didn't hear him because I would know it was over some nonsense. <laughs> He'd go again, girl. It's like, yes, girl. Why he always needs to start with his word, I don't know. I mean, it's just a thing. It was one of his pet names for me, I guess. So girl was a name for me. <laughs> he said, you're an American. You're a citizen. Do you know what that means? And I'd be like, what? I'm saying this in a way that I'm clearly not as entertained by this interaction, interrupting my teen angst as he is. He would say, it means you can be anything you want. You live in the USA. You know how lucky you are. This moment is so precious to me. I don't communicate with my father currently, but it does not detract from all the beautiful moments that he stepped up as a father. Do you know what he was saying to me? He was telling his youngest daughter that she was capable, that he saw her, me, as capable. And he saw me not just as a girl, as he liked to, you know, yell at me to call, summon me, um, but as a U.S. citizen able to do the things he had dreamed about doing, coming from another country. I stand about five eight ish, give or take, brown skin, big, big curly brown hair or blonde hair square shoulders and a sta- and a tall stance. I stand I stand my full height. And when in a social setting, I'll get introduced or I'll introduce myself and I smile and I say hello. I'm Elke. The amount of big-eyed, tilted, confused head looks that I have received from this moment is something I can't even count at this point. A typical first response is, oh wow, what an interesting name. Where are you from? Or the the bane of a question that I have, like I just can't stand this question. What are you? (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) Hmm, well, I'm from Indiana. I know what a letdown, huh? This narrative that, you know, Americans make. I mean, I have a name that sounds interesting to them. I'm brown, so I must be from somewhere else, right? America's view of what American is is so narrow sometimes. Well, most of the time, really, if we're being real. If you have a unique name and brown skin, you are automatically from a different country. The fact that some Americans have asked me if Indiana is an island somewhere shows you how much they want to believe the narrative that only white people are born Americans. Now, to be fair, 
a good portion of the U.S. is, you know, rural. And so dependent on where you live in the U.S., you may not have exposure to a lot of cultures or diversity. So I don't ever really take it too personally. I mean, I'm I'm human, so I'm going to take it a little personally. But I don't take it too personally when somebody is kind of pausing and stops and says, oh, you speak so well. Or, oh, wow, you you just, you know so much. Especially when I'm talking about massage or anything that goes into that holistic realm. And it's always fascinating to me because I'm like, did you just assume that like I had five babies at home and I don't know up from down like I don't I don't understand what that statement is supposed to mean and why you're so shocked my father definitely made sure that I was aware that being in the US and being of color meant something different for me that I would have to be more aware of my interactions with people and what they perceive. I had instances growing up where both my parents would have to deal with different forms of racism, whether it was in regards to their relationship or people's reaction to me being their child. You know, it it, it crosses all, all types of scales. But I bring it up to say like, July 4th is here and my family taught me it was a great thing to be American and and to be proud of that. And it's such a controversial thing now and and so conflicting for me as a child of immigrants, a first generation American to know what a valuable thing it is to have a United States passport, even though at this current time, it doesn't necessarily hold as much power as it once did, considering the pandemic and all of that. But, you know, knowing that I, I am an American citizen and I view myself as such, but very much embracing the cultures that I come from and loving the countries that my parents come from. And it's such an interesting thing because when I'm in Germany, they're like, oh, you're American. And when I'm in Panama, they're like, oh, you're American. Of course, these are all said in their languages. Well, in Germany, they talk to me in English. And then when I'm in America, people are asking me where I'm from. I I never belong in the country that I'm in. I just, you know, like (laughs) like a misfit toy. And I've I've come to to terms with that. Like, it's okay. I I find that it, it provides a moment to educate people and expose people to things that they hadn't been exposed to before, a person that they haven't been exposed to before. I very much know what my appearance seems like to a white American. They they don't necessarily know what to do with it. And especially when I open my mouth and I don't, you know, have a Spanish accent or whatever accent it is that they thought that I was going to have for many years when I was a teen, just for simplification's sake, I would just tell people I was Hawaiian. I sure did. (laughs) 
I didn't want to explain myself. And at those times, I wasn't comfortable speaking my parents' native native languages. So it was just easier to be like, no, I don't speak another language. I only speak English. I'm Hawaiian. You know, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. You know, I could totally tell. I could see it in your shoulders. You have those broad shoulders. I, I knew off the bat you must be Hawaiian. Wow. Yeah, you you sure caught me. (laughs) I've had conversations about this with many other friends or clients who are either of, of... immigrant descent and they're also first gen or they're biracial or what have you and we talk about that question of where are you from and then the fact that you know people will I'll, I'll respond where I'm from I'm from Indiana and they'll be like where but no but where are you from I'm sorry did did elongating the O change the question at I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. Um, but it, it's the reality of living in the U S as a person of color. And I definitely wanted to bring this up because July 4th is here. I love July 4th because of the fireworks. I do feel twisted about it because I I know dogs and cats and animals and all that, you know, they react to these sounds and it's not very environmentally friendly, but I, I do, I love the sparkles in the sky. I love them. And I used to wear a lot of American flag, you know, stuff like scarves and shirts. And I, I just, I can't do it much anymore. It, I know too much now. I, I recognize what it, it, it can, it can declare now in today's world. And identity in the U S is such a, such a spoken of thing and and slowly you know things are being exposed and people are talking more and you're seeing more diversity and in public and in culture and pop culture and people understand that just because you're brown doesn't mean that you're necessarily uneducated and I don't want to say necessarily that slipped out but they don't think you know they understanding that brown doesn't equal uneducated I uh had a f- friend's son reach out to me recently and and he was asking me to help him with interview questions for a job he was going to go for and at the end of the conversation he spoke to me he said okay well you know I just wanted to talk to somebody who and he couldn't find the words he's like and then he just kind of like gave up trying to be politically correct and he was like you know who talks white and I was like oh whoa 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 hold up hold up hold up and I told him I don't ever want to hear you as a brown man a man of color equate education to whiteness because that is not how that works and that is not what that means I grew up on the same side of town as you I went to the same schools that you went to 
and I speak the way that I do because I choose to and I you know I just grew up in a family that tried to speak this way and I also can speak other ways I can code switch it's not a problem for me at all I've code switched a couple times within this episode um, for a moment blip here or there you know and I rounded out to say that appearances can mean something and and to a lot of people and changing what that meaning is by just being yourself and by me being myself I've seen so many people just have a world open to them that they didn't know about before and I've allowed a space where white Americans can ask me questions and they can, you know, inquire about things that they don't necessarily understand. Now, do those conversations really change anything? Probably not, ultimately. And will that person truly understand that the fact that they have to have that conversation make them realize that like off the bat they just not gonna get it you know not really they're not gonna see it but being authentically myself and speaking the way that I do and moving the way that I do and dressing and decorating my body the way that I do I refuse to allow myself to be boxed into America's idea of what is appropriate and right and what is American because I come from immigrant family that says being American is being yourself entirely and that freedom of being yourself entirely and I'm happy that I'm able to represent that July 4th weekend being here and celebrating the colonizers successfully stealing land. Um, and I, I say that kind of casually, but it is something that is now in my conscious awareness. I don't feel comfortable celebrating it anymore. I do say that I'm American very easily we cannot necessarily, you know, overthink all of these um, intricacies of what it is to be an American and and what it is to be on land that uh, was taken. And now, you know, we have so many people arguing over what should be done and how it should be done. But I just wanted to bring an awareness of what it means to ask someone what they are or where they're from and how weighted a question that can be. And, you know, for, for many years, I, I, when I was young, I found that I thought it was something to be seen as special. And now I just feel like it's, it's a bit of an ignorant question to ask somebody because you're not looking at them 
as an individual. You're not looking at them as the person they're presenting to you in that moment, whether I'm coming to you as a massage therapist or somebody's friend. Um, They're looking at you as a thing. So just be mindful when you ask these questions to people and consider what it means. But stand tall in who you are and stand proud in who you are and where you come from because it makes a world of a difference when you step forward every day happy to be who you are in the space that you are so I think it'd be nice to kind of continue what I started in the last episode and remind you to sit up straight Relax those shoulders. Take a deep breath. Strong, slow exhale out. And posture up. Thanks for listening.